Hi guys, welcome back. I am your host, Edna Estrada. Before we get started, I just wanted to talk to you guys about the Trauma Healing Academy. Uh, the Trauma Healing Academy is the first of its kind healing course. It covers every aspect of healing your trauma from psychological to physical to spiritual. It is a six-week course that will show you how to heal your trauma once and for all. In the academy, you will learn how to stop triggers, forgive, reconnect to your body, reconciliate your relationship with your self-love and romantic love, and you will even learn how to heal your relationship with money. So if this sounds like something you're up for, then click the link in the show notes and join the Trauma Healing academy waitlist now okay now back to the episode Edna Estrada she'll help you through your healing after going through trauma she'll make you laugh Edna Estrada if you're going through trauma you need Edna as your trauma Hi guys, welcome back. I am your host, Edna Estrada. Thank you so much for being with me today. Okay, so today's topic is about when healing your trauma hurts other people, or does it? I'm gonna give you the answer right now. No, it does not. Okay, so let's talk about this a little bit. The reason why I'm bringing this topic up today is because I realize that if we're gonna be going further into healing trauma, one of the first things you have to know is that it is safe for you to heal and that you're not gonna hurt anyone. And let me share my story real quick before I get going because I want you to understand that I understand where you're coming from. So for me, when my mom brought me from Mexico, I'm in the US right now, when my mom brought me here, I was five years old and I didn't know her I thought my grandmother was my mom so she basically kidnapped me brought me here and she goes I'm your mom and this is your dad my my stepdad so I thought I mean I don't know what my five-year-old brain thought but it was a scary time to say the least and when he started molesting me I was very young I want to say I was about six but those memories are very very foggy earliest most vivid memory is probably from when I was nine but even then like my i've always always had that fear that if i told her i was gonna lose her because i had no freaking idea where my my grandma was so it was a little bit of stockholm syndrome-ish where i was like why didn't love my mom but i was scared to lose her and also she was so emotionally unintelligent she was like that person that would get pissed and would start hitting and start yelling and I was scared she was gonna like kill him and then it only got worse as more time went by because then I had my sister and my brother my little sister and my little brother and I was scared that they were gonna be left without a dad I was scared we were gonna be left without money because money was always a huge problem at our house and I just kind of took on that whole like burden of everything And I didn't want to talk about it. And it followed me because even when I got married, my husband had no idea this had happened to me because I didn't know how he was going to react. I was like, okay, well, this man loves me. He's going to kill him for sure. But I'll tell you what I know. Okay, so that's that's my story of how I like kept quiet about things. Oh, and also I was asked to stay quiet even when I did tell my mom about what happened. And when I told my grandmas, they're like, don't talk about this. People are going to think you're fucking crazy. 
They're going to don't talk about this shame, shame, shame all around. What are people going to think? What are his sisters going to think? His siblings. When I found out about my husband's affair, nobody wanted me to talk about it. Well, not nobody. I had met, thank God I had met better friends by then, but um, people that really mattered to me, some of the people that really mattered to me in my life were like, do not talk about this. Do not talk about this. And I think I understand where they're coming from because in some ways I do get, you know, not letting your dirty laundry, as they say, out in public. And you don't want to be that person like in Facebook that's always announcing their fights or whatever. And then you just go and make up with the person and people are kind of judging you. Even so, you have the right to do that if that's what you do and if that's your thing, right? It's, But that's my point. My point is that a lot of the times we stay quiet because we feel we're going to hurt someone or we don't want to heal. We don't want to go and leave our bad situation or move to the new city or make new friends because God forbid we piss somebody off or God forbid we piss off the person that hurt us in the first place. It's insane. It's insane. And now, now that I look back, I cannot believe I just can't believe I, I, I held on to so many things for so long. I was completely brainwashed and it's really sad, but I'm out of it now. And so that's what I want to share with you. I want to tell you how to show you how to get out of the mentality. And I want to show you why it's so important that you do. Okay, so I, I want to share a story about this group I was in. It was a Bible study fellowship group I was in. And it's okay if you're not religious. I don't consider myself religious at all, but I, I'm just trying to paint a picture for you, okay? So I was in this group, in this Bible studies group, and all the ladies there were like at least 60 years old. And I want to say I was in my late 20s when I joined. I don't remember, but I was definitely one of the younger people there, and my group was all older women who I absolutely fell in love with. And so this is some of their wisdom that I want to pass on to you because they all agreed when I shared my story. And it was a huge, huge eye opener for me. And when that many people that have lived that long tell you something, it's for a reason. So listen up. So what happens when you stay quiet or refuse to heal your trauma because you're afraid it's going to hurt other people? What happens is that you are going to fuck up your life and you are going to fuck up everybody else's life around you. Why? Because you were brought to this world. You were brought into this world with a purpose. You were brought into this world with a gift. You were brought into this world to feel your own emotions and to follow your own aligned action and to follow your own wisdom and intuition and when you refuse to do that not only are you missing out on your life on your own life and your own experiences and your own path but you're also stopping other people's because so say for example i would have told my mom what was happening when i was really young uh there's a good chance that she would have left my stepdad and there's a good chance that she would have actually met someone she loved but instead i got stuck there growing up in a extremely abusive household and 
you know, thank God, I do believe everything happens for a reason or at the end, everything works out and we do have free will, free will. So things can change at any moment. And I do believe in God. And I think um, he ends up working out all cleaning up all our mistakes and making them work for the better good. But, you know, God knows that I'm always fucking up. So anyway, when when you stay quiet about things and when you refuse to fix things your own way you're almost like stopping the natural flow of things so let me use myself as an example again okay so when i finally decided to leave my house um my mom threw the biggest fucking fit like she lost her damn mind so this is the woman that was like beating me up mentally abusing me financially abusing me and I wanted to leave so many times, even after I turned 18. I think I lived there till I was 23. I wanted to leave so many times, but then what would happen would be like she would hit me or she would do whatever. And then she would go into my room and say, you know, I'm so sorry. I love you. I don't know what I would do without you. I do this for your own good, whatever. Typical narcissistic behavior. But I would believe it. I didn't know any better. So I believed it and I stayed and I stayed and I stayed. And our lives were just terrible. So what happened, fast forward, when I finally had had enough and I left, she had no choice but to figure it out. So first she threw a fit. She badmouthed me to like everybody she could. She talked so much shit about me. She said that I was ungrateful. Nobody knew what was like happening. And I didn't want to talk about it. So I was just painted at this this rebellious, awful, freaking horrible, ungrateful daughter. But then what happened was that she was forced to figure it out. She had to figure it out financially. She had to figure out how to handle her own things on her own. And then I didn't talk to her for a while. And then I came back into her life and i actually don't remember we had like a really stupid fight that really triggered me and i decided i am never talking to this woman again if it is going to continue to mess up my life the way it's messing up my life because i had crippling anxiety like i just would start shaking my body would physically start shaking when i was around her and when i thought i was gonna had to go visit her or whatever i mean it was ridiculous i had my daughter at that point i already had my daughter i lived on my own and she was still controlling me her voice was in my head almost 24 7 and it was just leading to a lieu of other problems so i had finally had enough just emotionally so first i got away from her physically and then i decided to decided to cut the chain the chains uh, emotionally i can't talk and when that happened i think i stopped talking to her for maybe two or three years and when that happened though she was forced to push herself even further because then i had my son And she really, the one thing she always wanted was grandchildren. And so I think she had to take a very, very, very deep look inside herself. And then everything changed. Like everything changed. I'm telling you, 
my mom won't even raise that, her voice at me. When we when we started talking again, like I went as far as yelling at her, which is a big no-no in my culture and just the way I am in general. I I don't talk like that. I don't raise my voice at anyone. I don't use I mean, I do cuss. I curse, but I don't I would never curse at my mom or anyone in my family, really. By that time, I didn't curse at her, but I did yell. I was like, just stop, just freaking stop. I'm done, like I'm done. And so till this day, she will not raise her voice at me. She's so nice. It doesn't matter what I say or do. She just kind of takes it. Like she just is so afraid to lose me and to lose that like family unit. And I think she realized she didn't want to like die alone or she wanted to release some of her own trauma because she was just modeling behavior that was taught to her by my grandma, whom I love. But, uh, you know, she had a difficult life herself and she passed it on to her kids. And then her mom and then my mom was trying to pass it on to me. But I was the chain breaker. I was the one that broke the cycle. And so things changed. But had I just accepted that for myself and had I thought I had to keep protecting my mom and I had to keep being submissive, I would have been in the same freaking place. And I would have passed that on to my daughter. So, oh, and my daughter, she's amazing. That girl, nobody messes with that girl. She's very clear with boundaries. And I want to say it has something to do with the way I've been raising her, which, you know, I was, I've been very intentional about because I do not want to repeat cycles. I'm sure there's things that I'm still missing that she's going to have to heal. But I think this was a huge, huge step forward for my generation and my ancestors, right? So my point is sometimes when you decide to live your truest life and just not care what anyone has to say anyone's opinions including your mothers your husbands and that doesn't mean you have to be mean it just means like i want to go this way just back off i want to go this way you're going that way that's fine i respect that respect me sometimes that's enough to break generational trauma sometimes that's enough to break up a bad marriage sometimes that's enough to heal a marriage because a lot of times that's another thing in my marriage where i thought like i had to do everything and be everything for this man and it didn't matter at the end it didn't matter that's not the answer but i was raised to believe be submissive kind of like do that and it didn't matter i got cheated on so i should have followed my path and now that i'm following my path it doesn't matter to me what a man does or doesn't do because i'm happy regardless and if that person wants to be in my life then that person needs to get it together does that make sense so it always everything just falls in line a lot better when you are able to live your own life because when you're able to live your own life you're going to be happier and you're going to make people around you happier you're going to make better choices and people around you are going to want to make better choices okay and what's going to happen if you keep going against your own instincts and your own uh, decisions to heal is that you're going to get bitter 
you're going to get resentful and you're going to pass that on to other people, people that you probably love, and they're going to feed off that energy and give it right back to you. And then you guys are going to get stuck in this like awful cycle. So the best thing you can do to heal yourself is just do whatever you think you have to do to heal yourself. So if your soul is telling you, um, I need to leave this job, you need to do it, you know, because that that's, that's a big one actually with my clients. Um, I really want to share this actually real quick because this one always blows my mind. The, the work thing, people will stay in the most toxic environments for money and every time every time without fail every person i've talked to so they stay because usually they have a res huge responsibilities right there's bills to pay mouths to feed and there's a huge fear of leaving a job because it's security quote unquote but what happens every time they end up trusting themselves and saying nope nope i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna work in this place that's just draining my soul they always always 100 percent of the time in my experience find either a better job or start a successful business where they end up in a much better um financially secure place than when they were forcing themselves to stay in a bad place out of fear of hurting other people so anyway that that always blows my mind and, and that's a great example of what happens when you just follow your own alignment your own aligned action your own intuition whenever you follow your own path you cannot go wrong you cannot go wrong even if you think like even if something happens when you're like oh shit like this didn't turn out the way i thought it was going to turn out if what anything that feels like a setback it always still ends up working out but if but that's still a lot better than you staying in the same place where you are which is just suffering and being miserable and continuing cycles it's still a much better place to fall and to grow than to stay in that like fearful awful place just mummifying your soul do you get it so okay i'm gonna end it here it's just some something to think about i really hope you guys get something from this episode because this is a very important topic and a very important part of healing okay so with that have a beautiful day i love you guys so much thank you for stopping by bye edna estrada if you're going through trauma you need edna